It's the Rose of Sharon podcast. It's the Rose of Sharon podcast. Okay, hello everyone. Welcome back to the Rose of Sharon podcast. I'm Rihanna and with me today is Minister Janice. Hi, Dorit. Hi, Janet. You okay? Thank you. Well, lovely so today we're going to be talking about um music one of my favorite topics I love music um I grew up listening to lots of music and different genres and yeah we're gonna do a deep dive into music and you know biblical perspectives and stuff and yeah so have a listen and yeah don't don't be afraid to let us know what you think but um yeah so let's start off in prayer um Minister Janice do you want to just pray for the session amen amen thank you glory glory to God Lord we lift you up on high and we thank you for this time that you have blessed us with we thank you for this time that you have given us Lord God to share insights to share our knowledge our experience but most of all Lord God to lift you up and give you all the glory for this time we pray that you take control we pray that you speak to us and we pray right now that any listener lord god that they will be blessed by this podcast they will come to know you and i pray especially for the unsaved that they will lord god hear a word that penetrates their hearts for them lord god to hunger and thirst after you right now in jesus name i pray amen amen thank you very much so let's start off the first question i'm just gonna throw this out there and whoever wants to answer it go for it um what kind of music did you listen to when growing up i'll let uh, minister dorit answer that one first um well my earlier years of music i used to hear my dad singing yeah my dad's always been a singer so that type of music we would hear Different songs from different eras. I mean, uh, I can't, Calypso, there would be church songs and um, it's just a variety of songs that dad would sing. We would hear um, that's typical on our street when we was growing up. Every Sunday morning, nearly every Jamaican house, I only can speak for Jamaicans, on our street there's a lot of Jamaicans, they would play Jim Reeves and it will be blasting out of their radio every Sunday morning, whether they, your parents have just come back from the dance. Yeah. But Jim Reeves will be playing Sunday morning and you could hear, hear it. We thank thee each morning for a newborn day. And everybody will be playing that. And then, you know, God be with you till we meet again. And it will be the same record and you can walk down that street and every Sunday without fail, you can smell the chicken cooking, you can smell the rice and peas going off and you can hear Jim Reeves. And that's what we'll be playing when we were young growing up. And then you'll have the um, songs from the church because... We used to go to um, a Church of England for Sunday school. So you'd have all the hymns from there. And then in the evening, we'll go to one of the black churches where you'd hear the Caribbean 
hymns and even if it was the Church of England's hymns, but it would be sang in a Caribbean way. So that's my first experience of music growing up. All those is in my ears, in my head. I, I will never, ever, ever forget. That's my experience. Yeah. That sounds, that actually sounds so much fun. Oh, to be in that time. Because me growing up, I think I heard mainly like Kurt Franklin, you know, on a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, probably heard a bit of BR&B. Don't know if anyone remembers that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was me me growing up. But that sounds fun. I don't know who Jim Reeves is, but I'm going to have to Google him when we're finished. And uh, I was actually going to ask you to sing a bit of a bit of Jim Reeves. And thank you for that. Um, yeah, definitely going to have to Google him. But um, that sounds fun. So you said, you know, Church of England and you get the hymns from there. Then you'd hear the Caribbean version in the evening. Um, Miss mm-hmm. Janet, do you have the kind of same experience with that or is yours slightly different? Very similar. Um, but we didn't have singing. We didn't have, uh, parents didn't have a great voice. So never ever heard their voices. Um, but yeah, similar experience of the Sunday morning playing of um, spiritual music on the record player, mainly Motown that we um, were exposed to. But I remember that when we did move to Jamaica, one of the first things that our cousins did was to introduce us to church. And that's where I was introduced to choir singing and um, the songs that the choir would be would put together. And that I was really, I remember as a child being um, mesmerized by because never seen it, never heard it, didn't understand it. But every time they stood up and in those days, the choirs always had to dress in white and they were ordered, ordered as in they had their places on the um, pulpit to sit. And, you know, they were in their separate, um, what is it, soprano, alto, bass. So they had their position and then the choir master. And I'm thinking, wow, different. Never experienced that until I went there. And that opened my eyes, opened my ears to... Um, worship and songs and hymns um within the church but yeah that was my first experience as a child yeah that sounds interesting so you mentioned the choir were you in the choir or were you just kind of like watching I have not got a voice (laughs) (laughs) but yes I did spend a bit of time in the choir (laughs) they pulled me out they put me up there didn't yes. have a clue what I was supposed to do, what my voice was, what tone it was, but they gave me the sheet. Um, yeah, and I sang with them uh, most Sunday mornings. Yeah, I I, I did have to join the choir. <laughs> Lovely. I feel like at some point we all joined the choir. I've recently joined the choir, so that's good. I just can't believe I didn't join it before, to be honest. Yeah, and I used to be in a choir when I was... I want to say about 11, 10, 11. Um, yeah, that was good as well. So, yeah, I, love, I do love a quiet. I love a quiet. But, um, yeah, so on to the next question. So since you grew up with music, um, kind of like now or like the past few years or even growing up still, what was your experience with secular music, like the worldly music and like worship and gospel music? Um well- Minister Direct, yeah. 
Well, um, well, for me, I lo- I I love both. Though I'm not the normal sort of young black lady who would always be in just black music. Growing up, I must admit, I did like um, Black Sabbath and ACDC, every rock. I was a bit weird. <laughs> and, um, I'm I sorry. Had- I, had... I was not expecting you to say Black Sabbath. <laughs> yeah, they were every rock group. I think that was in my lost youth day. <laughs> but I just love that heavy metal. Um, as I said, I'm not a normal person. I think that's why, you know, God's given me such a sense of humour. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm yeah... I... My music wow. taste is very vast. I love opera. I love classical music. I love the musicals on the shows, yeah? Uh, musical theatre. I've got a, a, a vast range of musics that I've liked because my father encouraged us in music. But the core music that we had in the house was gospel. And we sang together as a family so dad would sing and it'd be really mostly me and my sisters that would sing with dad mum she would join in and so my brothers but you know mostly it was just the four of us and um yeah we'd be in the kitchen my sister would take out the pots and use the pots as the drums and the table and do you know what I mean and the plastic plate would be the tambourine and we'd sing and we would harmonize and you know, because in church, just like Minister Janet, we were part of a choir as well. And so we would listen to the American um choirs uh from those age group, you know, like um the Orkins and um I can't remember the Orkins and there's some uh, I, I, I forget the other ones, but as soon as the music comes up, I know. But yeah, we used to sing a lot of choir pieces and we'll change it to suit our voices. But yes, we we had a vaster range of music. So it wasn't just gospel um, that me personally listened to. I, I, you know, as I says, I did like a bit of a heavy rock and I liked a bit of country as well. So yeah, a I like a bit of country. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, there is something in music that touches your soul. That soon as you hear music, it uplifts your spirits. And that's why I love music so much. There are a few songs that I really don't like to hear because um, those songs um, link to things that's happened in my life. And I remember the other day I heard one and oh, I could not, could not function because it reminded me of something that happened in my early life. And I, I, I couldn't, I, I can't listen to that, that song at all. However, there are other songs that just lift up your spirit and put you in the place of worship because God wants our worship. And the best way to worship is through music. Yeah, so 
yeah that sounds incredible I love that I love that and that just reminded me of a song um I think it's called my worship I don't know who it's by but I think the lyrics are receive my worship all of my worship and I just love that song I heard that for the first time I think at my friend's wedding beautiful beautiful song but yeah so Miss Janeth what do you um what was your experience with secular music and worship music growing up or even now um I, I suppose growing up uh, my my home wasn't a Christian home my home um growing up was very much um one of party and drinking. Um, I was the first one to be baptised. I was the first one to kind of make the step out and to attend church. So the only time that I was exposed to church music, let me call it that, was when I went to church, the choir meetings, the uh, prayer meetings. That's where I was. As I grew up, um, there was a change and I got more for of an ear to the gospel music i um i connected to um minister Dorrett, the family and yeah that's where the recognition the understanding of gospel music not just gospel music spiritual music and um the power behind it as well as the uh, warfare behind it but my love grew from then because um as part of their uh, family. I was taken in as part of the family as well. I, I got nurtured in it. I, I, I was um, able to go to um, um, sessions with them, see them singing and even being pulled in as part of it and singing with them. I, I must stress, I have not got a good voice. When I hear my sisters singing, I am absolutely blown away because of the power, because of the spiritual emphasis, because of God within them. And you can hear it in their voices. But every time they sing, I am just, my ears are, you know, like pricking up a bit like Spock, you know, like <laughs> radar, need more of that. You know, I just can't absorb enough. Um, but that's where it began. And um, and I suppose to a certain extent from then on, I have kind of started to reject secular music because of what I receive from um, the music, the, the the spiritual music, the gospel music, the the music that's sung in the church, the worship—it's different. It's it's something that cannot be compared to what you hear outside. Even some of the recordings, you might still feel the Holy Spirit with you, but the live singing—it's totally different. And I, I think when I got connected to the music that this that the Bible tells us about, especially, that's when um, everything else did matter. That's all that mattered. Wow, that is so interesting. I think one of the things I picked out when you were talking about the music was that you, I think you said you started to reject secular music. And yeah. I started to feel the same about secular music, actually, because... So I went through a sort of phase where I would reject secular and then listen to gospel. Then I'd go back to secular and listen to gospel. But when I found the kind of genres that I was more familiar with within the gospel music, so I found like his, his, 
Christian hip hop music. I found Christian rap. I found Christian pop, like that kind of, um, I found the balance and it kind of like, uh, what's the word when you like, it feeds that hunger kind of thing of, you know, I wanting to listen to secular, but I want it to have a good message still. So I now have a long playlist of, on Spotify of over like 400 songs of Christian rap, hip hop, um, Christian music that I mainly listen to now. And that is all because of the group of friends that I have. You know, they made that playlist and we've all started adding to it and stuff. And I think when you have that group of friends as well that also help you along your Christian journey, it really does help. Um, and I still listen to Secular now, but I'm just very careful with what I listen to. So, for example, there's this one song, and again, this is what um, uh, Dorit was talking about, there's certain songs that she can't listen to and there's one particular song that I cannot listen to. Even if I just hear one note, I know exactly what it is and I have to turn it off because for some reason it makes me feel like a sort of spirit is trying to attack me. It makes me feel like my body is on fire and the lyrics to that song are not good and I will never ever say them because no, it's just not good. So I have to be really careful with what I listen to. And yeah, it's just finding that balance and also trying, well, not trying, but finding that balance where I'm not influenced by what I'm listening to in terms of secular music. So yeah, I'd say that is my kind of experience going off what you've both said. But um, in terms of biblical perspectives, what does the Bible actually say about music? Um, Minister Janet, do you want to, maybe take that one and yeah um before I go on to that question I just wanted to say something concerning um what you did um regarding censoring your music your secular music and what you listen to the reason why I had to kind of move my way from way away from secular music and I know that there's some songs that's actually um transferred from secular to gospel you know changing the words and etc one of the th um the um sister act six sister act one and two oh, yes. yeah so we can see where where um Whoopi Goldberg as the character changed very much secular Motown music and changed it to gospel words so that there was that still that um, that movement but it was more directed to God so I know that there's that change but one of the reasons why I had to kind of stop it is because my love of music back in the day was very much soul we used to call it soul then it's known as R&B now um, and as, as you know soul R&B is very much love 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 base man woman and with it very often some of the songs carried a spirit of lust and because that spirit when it came out in the music when it came out in the lyrics when it came out in the song that would then be attached to myself because I'm listening and I'm, I'm absorbing it I'm rocking to it I'm singing to it so I'm agreeing with it so that became very intense and and the Lord had to work on me with that so um that was one of the main reasons that I had to walk away from it because um, that I didn't want on me daily. I love the music, but because um, 
we've decided uh, to walk that Christian walk. We have to be really careful of where we put ourselves, where we walk, where we go, who we listen to. And, and the music is a very, very important part of that. Very important part. And I think that's, that's something that um, the awareness of the power of music has not really been understood or received by the church. Um, so that was one of the main reasons. Whatever was being sung about in the song, that would be received because I'm repeating it. I'm receiving it. So I would then start feeling it. And it's the same thing today for some um, some music about um, uh, about violence, about um, the 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 putting down of women the putting down of children and you know all these strong lyrics you might think they're innocent and someone just wrote them but if you start to sing them if you start believing them the person who's doing it singing it innocently innocently now I'm, I'm stressing this they start receiving the message and then acting it out so um, I just wanted to say that so that the understanding of why we as children that start walking with God have to reject sometimes secular music because of what's incorporated within it. And we, as the world doesn't know this because they're not part of God, they don't know that part. The only way that you can recognize this, understand it, if if you are in God, I need to stress that as well. They might say, yes, it makes me feel a certain way. It makes me feel sexual. It makes me want to. Yeah, that's part of it. You put on your music if you if you want to be with your husband, your wife. But as we know, that it's not just used within the marital sector. It's used elsewhere. Um, yes, I just wanted to add that. Can you repeat? Yeah, no, that was great. That was great. Um, it, that just gave a more of an understanding of why we have to be careful and it's so important even even not with just music but even things that, they, that we watch because I know for me I watch a lot of Netflix like I do enjoy genres of like murder mysteries and stuff because I like the the thinking behind it but at the same time I'm like well this is murder like this is not good but at the same time I'm I'm good in the sense of I know who I am within God so I'm not going to be influenced by that murder mystery if that makes sense so it is really important that you know what you're listening to why you're listening why you're watching these things and if it's not good for you move away from it it's yeah. I want to say it's as simple as that but it's not as simple as that because you need God mm. to help you with that but yeah <laughs> it, you need to recognize these things so yeah but in terms of the biblical aspect of music and stuff what does it say in the bible about music and is it good things, is it bad things? Like, what does it actually say? It's, a, it's an amazing thing. And throughout the, um, especially Psalms, Psalms is the largest book of the Bible and it has uh, 150 chapters. Um, many of them are written by uh, King David. And as we know that he was a worshipper, he was a writer, he was a poet, he, he wrote songs, he, he was able to play music. We know that um, within that, a lot of the Psalms have now been in our day, in our generation, been transferred to, um, to songs that we still sing 
in church. Um, one of them is Psalms 42, as the hare pants after the water brook, so my soul pants after you. Um, there's a Psalm, I think 62, where, um, let me find it really quickly, but I do know that it's, it's also a song that we sing very often hear my cry O lord attend to my prayer so another psalm that we sing within the church um very important it's a one of the ways that we enter into the presence of god it's extremely important i can't stress how important it is um but the bible tells us when it comes to music that very often it's used to enter into battle so when there's a battle you usually have in front of the army going before them you have the drummers you have the trumpeters you have the singers it's used right throughout generations when we see um even battles going forward in napoleon time he would have his banner he would have um, his drummers going before he would have the trumpet and the trumpet usually declares that you know we're on our way be be afraid be scared because that is what the trumpet is doing and not only are they telling the enemy they're telling the ones that are going at war be prepared be strong and it's the music that uplifts them and if i can also identify things that's done in the secular we see that american football that's what they do they have their band leaders going in before the game when we look at um uh, uh, rugby we see especially i think it's new zealand they they start off with a dance with um new that's it they, they they start off singing and it's very intimidating for the other side but they are getting to go getting ready to go to war and that that's what music is about when we read about who the enemy was just lucifer the fallen angel the one that wanted to be like god the one the one that wanted to take the place of god who was he he was the main worshiper he had such a position in in heaven before he had fallen that he was one of the most beautiful angels and his body his body his physical body was made up of musical instruments we're told of pipes this is written in um ezekiel 19 it told us of the beauty of him he would call the angels in the morning to start worshiping god this was his position but we see from that that he fell he fell because he wanted more he fell because there's spirit of jealousy that entered in him. He fell because there was things that um, he wanted more than just the position that God had given him. So how does that now affect us as worshippers, as praisers, as people that like to um, just um, worship in song and just sing the songs of sings of God and you know lift him up and praise him? You see, the enemy is jealous. And we're told this all the time, jealous of us and the fact that we're able to do that.
what happens, what we see now when we're entering into any service, any church service, what is the first thing they start to do? They start with the worship, they start with the singing, they start with the songs, they start with the, the gathering together of the saints just to come in one accord to lift up the Lord. And um, very often one of the things that I always say with these people that's going into battle um, is the musicians are the first they're the ones that are in front because they're the ones that are playing the instruments. They're the ones that's lifting up the Lord. They're the ones that's in front of the congregation entering into the spiritual realm. And because they've entered in, they can now allow the rest of the congregation to um, bring us in with them. But um, here is where it gets a bit... Um, I, I think the teaching here has been lost a bit because when we enter into worship, we have to be prepared for warfare. The enemy doesn't like it and he will do all that he can to stop it. One of the, and because he said biblical, one of the um, scriptures that stands out for me is David. And he, how, how he used music to worship God. We're told that after a battle, he danced until his clothes fell off. He was so, so filled with the presence of God, so much in a place of worship that he couldn't contain himself. He danced until... He couldn't hold his clothes on. They had to go because he just wanted to worship in spirit, in truth, in physical body, every part of him just lifting up to God. There's many, many places within, within the scripture that tells us about the importance of music. And another one before I hand back is where we see um, King Saul, where he was tormented when the spirit had left him, the Holy Spirit had left him. And the only person, the only person that could calm him and give him comfort and take away the torment was David through him play in the harp. Very, very important in our spiritual walk, the influence of music. Wow. That is so interesting. Like I've heard those, you know, those few verses before, but hearing an explanation like that, amazing. Um what was what was that um Bible verse where David was dancing? I think it's somewhere in Kings. I'll have to Kings. Look. Okay. Okay, no, that's interesting because that then takes on to the next question. Um, if, you know, Satan's got all this influence with music, do you think, well, not do soon, but I, I think that Hollywood is definitely like his playground, you know? Because when I was on, on TikTok the other day and there's this artist called Lil Nas X and I don't listen to him, but um, he's his music and the way that he promotes himself has been really it's kind of been like a, a blasphemy you know mocking god and stuff like his latest album cover is like him on the cross and stuff and i just think it's just it's just terrible absolutely ridiculous but you know i just wanted to know like what what's your opinions on hollywood and the music scene over there um let's go over to uh dorette sister dorette what do you think about Hollywood? Well, for me, for me, 
I see it creeping into the church. Now, some people could say you're too old fashioned, you're too old, but I can see how, okay, let's start from Lucifer. He had the pipes coming out of him, all different colors, flashing, you know, was there to set heaven to worship, yeah? I see now that we are attracted to the flashing lights, the strip light, the, the noise, the loudness, and you get lost into music because that's how we are made. We are made to worship. So you either worship one side or you worship the other. You worship God or you worship the devil. It's as black and white as that. There's no in-between. So I'm not saying all churches, but I'm saying that I can see it happening. That Hollywood, the influence of Hollywood, yes, we like these artists. That's how we were saying before about be careful what we listen to, where you have to filter out secular um, songs from out of your, um, if you're a Christian, out of your life. But it's you're easily drawn in because we are set for worship. So we're in tune with the music. So if we're not careful, it was seeping into the church. And I've, I've seen that happen. I, I went to a, a church service and they had the worship team and all the lights came off and they had these lights moving around and there was different colours going on and uh, I had to, in the end, because of the lights were just moving so fast and flashing and flashing, I had to put my sunglasses on because I couldn't take all those lights going. And it was detracting from what the message was. And it was just, to me, a whole load of noise. It felt like I was back in the secular world at a concert. It didn't feel any different whatsoever because of what was happening. So when we are worshipping with God, it's a different different type of feeling it's a different way you are one track mind and focus on to god you don't need lights flashing you, 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 none of that distraction whatsoever you you walk into god's presence and you start singing from your heart yeah you start focusing on god but it's it's it, you know with the hollywood now I don't know how you young people feel, but looking from my point of view, I see that it's creeping into the church. And if we're not careful, the Hollywood style of music, the Hollywood style of um, worshipping, or should I say presenting the songs, will creep in and we will miss the message. We will miss God because it's all about us and how we feel. That's how I see it today it's, it's totally different from where, where I am and you know growing up we didn't have these lights we had you know the, the the lyrics of the songs were you know something that you could feel like my hope is built on nothing less but Jesus blood and righteousness you know and and then the next verse the the chorus was on Christ the solid rock I stand all over ground is sinking sand and you listen to the words as you're singing it. And there's something coming up and bringing you up higher and higher. The, you know, it, it's, it's, 
you know a lot of people will say well it's a different generation and we understand things differently I, I do get that I'm not knocking everything that's in church but I'm just saying that if we're not careful Hollywood will creep into the church yeah I agree as you were talking I was just thinking of like the term mega church and there's a church in particular that I'm thinking of that I used to watch on YouTube um, during COVID times and the way that they've grown, I'm I'm all about growth, cool, but I think the way that they've grown has, Hollywood has creeped in. It got to a point where I actually had to stop watching and listening to these sermons because I was thinking, why has it become a production? Like what's happened to the actual message I I don't feel like I was I didn't feel like I was learning anything anymore if that makes sense in fact I recently watched a sermon just because I just wanted to watch something it's the first thing that kind of popped up and I was watching it and I thought to myself why am I watching a GCSE drama performance I was genuinely confused as to why this preacher was performing and he had the big like the big LED screens at the back and a whole camera crew. I just thought to myself, this is too much. It's too much. I think, I do think churches need to like strip it back a bit and just come back to kind of basics and just teach the word, do you know? So churches need to pull it back a bit personally. But yeah, Minister Janet, what do you think about Hollywood and everything going on and churches and all of that? <laughs> Um, I I agree. Um, it, it has been creeping in and the influences on the young people especially is um, detrimental to their spiritual growth. Um, and, and there's two that two, two that two things that stands out for me. Um, and I think this has been happening for a long time in that we see a lot of our singers, a lot of our gospel singers grown up in church, nurtured in church, in the worship, in the choir, then transfer into the secular realm. So we see their voices that were used to be lifted up to the Lord, they used to be, you know, glorifying good God now being used by the secular world, Hollywood and all the other um, record labels to sing a new song. That's not honoring God. That's not lifting him up. So we can see a transfer there. One of the people that stands out for me is actually um, Kanye West, when he transferred and decided to create his own church and, and produce songs. <laughs> I'm not going to say they're godly songs. I haven't really listened to any of them, but um, it for me, the transference wasn't a godly one because I couldn't see in him God but I yet see him using words that is allocated to the worship of God in his format if you see what I'm saying I'm not, I'm not attributing it because I can't see any change in that now for me what was happening is he started get to get a gathering he started a to get a following because he was using this music. Now, the, the people that started to follow him, they then started to follow his lifestyle. And everything that he did was acceptable. 
everything that everywhere he went, what he did, his lifestyle was now acceptable to his followers, thinking they're following God, but they're actually following man. And that's what we're seeing where we're seeing the enemy creeping in in such subtle ways that the people that should be standing strong and and again, it's the enemy. It's again the enemy has creeped in and produced a lie, produced something for them to believe that this is acceptable and it's not. The temptations there, they tempt them with money. They tempt them with fame. They tempt them with um, worldly goods, a better lifestyle. You get more money if you do this. Come with us. You, you'll you'll um, be known throughout the world. Where you are in the church, you will never be known. The, the, the church's um, gospel scene ain't that big, ain't that great. The likelihood of you making money compared to outside, let's take you up. And they do it. They're tempted. So they're gone. So their music now becomes and their voices become not used for, to glorify God. And we see it all too often. We see too many of our gifted, anointed people in the church that stands up and start just sing praise. And the whole church is just um, uh, in a place of worship. Now, those voices has gone out now in the world. They're no longer doing what the gifts and the, the voices that they've been given to honor God. And yes, the enemy is finding the anointed ones in the church. And I'm not just saying the singers, I'm, I'm talking about every musician, the drummers, the, the keyboardists, the, the guitar players, the everyone. Everyone in the church with a talent is being targeted to take them out, pull them out and pull them in the secular world. It's a dangerous place to be because it's not godly. And they're walking away from the calling that's been given to them, the anointing they've been given to them by God, by God. You see, for every single one of them. I don't believe that they have not been prayed over. I believe they've been prayed over. I believe that their parents prayed over them. I believe the preachers, the elders, whoever in their life, their young life has prayed over them. But that prayer still still on them, the anointing still on them. But they might be halfway away from the church. But my belief is that they can be pulled back. But a lot have been lost. A lot have died. A lot have been I don't know, only God knows, but they're no longer with us. And they've been lost, not just to the world, but to us here in life on earth. Very dangerous place, Hollywood, my opinion. Yeah, very dangerous. I, I remember growing up wanting to be a performer, wanting to be, you know, musical theatre, wanting to be in the movies and all that. But hearing stories from people I used to work with who tried to go down that route, saying, oh, you know, I couldn't, they wouldn't give me the part or whatever because I wasn't slim enough or whatever. And I'm just like, well, that then brings on more things like, you know, eating disorders and stuff. And yeah, but then even on top of that, growing up, I, I wanted to try and write music and I was always writing, well, now that I know the term, I was writing secular music. And I thought to myself, if I am going to use my gift and use my voice, why would I not use it to worship God, you know? What is the point of singing about drugs and, 
men and violence or whatever I would probably write in another world but I may as well and it makes more sense to use my voice to worship God so up to now I haven't written anything but maybe one day I will and maybe one day I'll sing that song in church and maybe one day I'll record an album yeah um even another example you said Kanye I I thought of Beyonce I think I heard that Beyonce grew up in church okay so where's her church album where's her church album it's just I think she could have done more and better and I I think some of her songs are good but I'm not going to go out of my way to listen to her and especially what she's done now if that makes sense probably the older stuff I'd listen to but nothing now and I would never go out of my way to go to one of her concerts seeing the things that happened at her concerts and the imagery and stuff that's not for me so yeah Hollywood nah oh yeah so another question I wanted to ask was in terms of Rosa Sharon and the ministry does music play a part in the ministry and if it doesn't how could it play a part Okay, so the way in which we we use music is, as I said earlier, um, it's it's to get into the presence of God. It's to start with worship. So in the mornings before um, the prayer line starts, it's usually uh, music in the background, just ushering in the presence of God. So we we use it that way. We use it also at the beginning of um, the Bible study. And uh, last year when we were on a retreat, it was there all the time. And um, the, it's just, again, um, I can't emphasize this more, and I think this has been forgotten, the power of music, the way the Lord works and moves in music. There is so much that can be done. There's deliverance in the music. There's, there, there's healing in that music. There is a belief in the music because many, many come to Christ just through the words, the lyrics of the music. There is so much power in it. Um, going forward, the future of using music in 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 Rose of Sharon, we will continue to do the same. The Lord hasn't um, said anything to me concerning using music in a different way. Um, but but the thing with the music as well is that it has to be clean. It has to be, um, when I say clean, it has to be holy. It has to be people set apart to do the work of God, set apart and called and committed and dedicated. Um, these are the people that God is calling. And you see, he will elevate them. You don't need Hollywood. You don't need um, people to, to cry, cry out your name. He will elevate in places. He will lift people up just to be heard because of the anointing upon them. Because when they open their mouth and start to sing, when they start to sing, you see a move of the Holy Spirit within that place. You will see a move. You see people dancing, jumping, screaming, hollering. You see them because of the music, because of the worship, because of the praise. And I must say this before I forget, and it's going to be recorded 
recorded so they say something that's going to be said and it's not going to come through but you see something and Minister Dora I know you're going to stand in um in agreement with me we're going to pray for you that the music that's within you that God has placed within you to write it will come yeah. out you yeah. will be elevated yeah. you will be seen your voice will be yeah. heard because you are not a princess a queen yeah. a queen of worship your voice has been called for such mm -hmm. a time as this you've got healing in your voice you yes. have deliverance in your voice and your voice will bring many to his kingdom and in the mm -hmm. name of jesus we stand in agreement yes will be so because it will come to pass Amen. you start writing in faith you start writing yeah. that the lord is giving you songs that will be heard by many you will have that mm. album you will have those recordings and yeah. your name will go not uh, not just uk not not just nationally it will be an international man many will come to knowing christ through the gift that he has placed within you. Amen. 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 We stand in agreement on that. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Mm. Oh my gosh. Wow. I was not expecting that at all. Um thank you. That actually that actually felt good. I felt I felt that in my soul. Thank you. Better get a notebook then. Start writing. <laughs> but um anyone else wanna say anything particular about music or I just want to encourage everyone who's going to hear this um, podcast to free their minds when they're coming forward to worship Christ in your own time in your own quiet time um, I'll give an example of myself as before I pray I always sing I have certain songs that I sing certain psalms that I that I that I sing to get you into the position of worship because it's a it's a step by step progressing until you reach that throne room of God so get the songs get the words and just sing and you know what I found in a few years back that I was given songs by the Holy Spirit to sing sometimes in my native tongue of English and sometimes in the heavenly realm the heavenly language that's when you reach up to worship and I encourage everybody just when you go into your worship you start off with your songs get yourself a hymn book get a sacred song of solos get a redemption get a merry hills I think it's called um hymn book just get something or even songs that you remember from ch um church and you start worshiping God you start singing and Little from this, you'll find out that, you know, the Holy Spirit will give you your own songs and you just worship. And once you get into that realm of worshiping, you don't want to come out. You really do not want to come out because it's it's there's a totally different feeling that washes your whole body. It's like a cleansing when you worship God and it brings you to a place where you can hear the word that God has for you when you do your worship. And sometimes it's not to have a message for yourself or for somebody else. Sometimes it's just pure worshiping and adoration for God. 
that he is a wonderful and mighty God. And all you're doing is standing before him and you are singing praises unto his name. So I encourage everybody, seek your worship, do it daily, and you'll see how the Lord will change your life and change your countenance. It's my encouragement to everybody. That's really mm. good encouragement. And I think mm. I think as well for the for the youth. Um I've I've I personally feel like and I could be wrong, I personally feel like youth today are a bit maybe like a bit embarrassed to listen to gospel music I feel like they feel like they might have to fit in with their age group and their friends if, if they're not you know Christians or you know they're if they don't listen to gospel music I feel like they have to sort of fit in and listen to the secular music so that they are also kind of aware of new things in that world if that makes sense so for example if someone said to me oh have you heard the latest Kanye album like if I felt embarrassed I'd, I'd probably go and listen to it so I could then have those conversations with my friends but because my friends don't really listen to that it's fine for me but I feel like other people might feel that way but just there's nothing wrong with listening to gospel music nothing wrong at all and like I said if you want that kind of rap genre there's there's Christian rap, there's hip hop rap, there's pop, you know. But you know what I mean. There's Christian genres of the things that you like, so you can still enjoy that genre, but have a good message. And personally, I feel like the youth need to get back to church as well because every time I go to church, where are the youth? Where are they? Why am I the only one on the media team as a as a young person? Like it's actually kind of not sad, but it's a bit upsetting. Do you know what I mean? And I've noticed that they, it, well, in my particular church, they only come out on youth days. They only come out, you know, on youth events or something. And I just think the youth need to come out more and be in that place of worship as well, if that makes sense. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's the difficulty we found with this generation. It's, as you said, it's very often temptation, um, not fitting in, uh, have it needing a certain kind of knowledge to have a conversation with friends um and sometimes just fearing how they'd look if they say okay I'm a Christian or I'm a worshiper and um and I listen to gospel music how they might be ridiculed so it's all those things that might well be involved that causes them to fear to announce who they are uh, but one of the things that I'd like to say just before we finish is ju just to, to encourage everyone. And I know one of the things that I often do is sometimes the Lord gives me a song and that song can last for days. I'll be humming mm -hmm. the song. I'll be singing the song throughout the day and then yeah. the next day I'm still still on it, still on it, still on it, weeks, mm -hmm. you know, the one song. And you see, with that song, the Lord knows what I need, whether it's strength, whether it's peace, whether just having his presence, whether it's just having his joy, his comfort, whatever it is, he gives me that song 
to sing and 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 you know one of the things is that the best part is um when the scripture tells us that have that song of praise in our hearts that when we wake up in the morning you know we're blessed because god has given us a song so we wake mm. up with it on our in our in our hearts in our minds and our tongues and all we're doing is singing it because we have been woken up to a new day mm. a new song yep. he's just letting us hear him so yeah. i just want to encourage you know whoever listens to this podcast just to be in a position to open your ears to god and receive yeah. because in music there is power in yeah. the music absolutely of god, they any need they want they will get it through him through just worshiping in song yep Oh, I love that. All these encouragements to the listeners. I love it. And I really hope someone listening does take that on board and, you know, give give God a chance, see what happens, mm. you know? Yeah. Maybe, your, maybe your life will change tomorrow. You never know. <laughs> you yeah. never know. But, um, so but true. yeah, absolutely true. But, yeah, thank you both for being here. Thank you, Sister Dorette, for being here again. Mrs. You're Janet, welcome. thank you for your ministry and thank you both for the prayer as well. I really appreciate that. And yeah, I'll, I'll get myself a notebook and just listen to what God's saying. Right, right, right. And see what happens. So yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Um, And we will see you, see you, hear you. You'll hear us next month. Stay blessed. Bye. Bye. Bye and God bless you all. Bye. Hello everyone, thanks for listening to the Rose of Sharon podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review and you can find more on our link tree at Rose Ministry. See you next time. It's the Rose of Sharon podcast. It's the Rose of Sharon podcast.